0: On the 8th and 9th of December 2022, the 41st edition of the annual Bomb Marketing Congress took place. The Belgian Association of Marketing, event organizer of course, Add Some Noise, and AluVision joined forces to meet with the most inspiring national and international marketing speakers for a fun chat. The result is 13 unique podcasts with fascinating marketing stories, useful tips and tricks, anecdotes, and so much more. In this episode, I welcome Klaus Raastet, true marketing rock star, who's also advising at McKinsey. He's been called a mix of Lady Gaga, Thor, and Mick Jagger. So get ready for a fresh take on marketing innovation in uncertain times. You're in for a ride. Thank you, Klaus. Thanks for being here and thank you for your talk. It was very interesting, very well, a bit provocative as well, and I think it's uh shaked up the audience a little bit, so that's always good. Um so uh, for the for this podcast, I first wanted to um ask you um was was the, the funniest thing that you've been called? Because <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I have on my website. I have a, a former partner and client who called me a cross between Lady Gaga, Mick Jagger, and Thor, and yeah. I think that's the the funniest one I have. I'll I'll stick by that.
0: So it's a uh, it's uh, uh, something like uh, something like an entertainer then, or something like. Uh... I think part of it is that I.
1: There are some things I know something about, like, legitimately have expertise in, mm-hmm. and then there are some things I don't. Yeah. But one of the things I have some expertise in is, ironically, in how to be an expert. Okay. So, so learning about new stuff and delivering it in a way so that somebody understands it. I'm, I'm decent at that.
0: Okay. Well, it shows. Are there some names that people call you that make you mad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think... Tempting
1: as it is to dive into absurd stories, I think it's better to say that one should always see it as a compliment when somebody calls you names, even if you didn't choose them yourself.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> what, what if I would? I, what if I would call you like an anarchist? If you call me an anarchist, that would be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: agree, but I'd say
0: why? I think I know why. Why you wouldn't agree? Because <laughs> anarchy asks for no rules, and. You're talking about breaking the rules, so with no rules, you cannot break them, right? I think if you called me a disruptor, I would very much agree. Okay. What if I would call you like motivational coach? I can live with that. Okay. I can live with that. So there is no way I can make you mad, no? <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: plenty of ways, but I think we're not going to explore them in this studio. No, 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 no. Unless we get into a fist fight, but no. then
0: that's going to be fun. But it's not my intention to make you, <laughs> to make you mad, uh, to, uh, to, be, to be clear. For the people uh, who, who hear this, who haven't seen your talk, can you maybe summarize it very quickly? What's your main message that you want to deliver? <laughs> My main
1: message for the talk given here was that there are four trends people should be aware of in marketing. One is marketing is moving towards more experience-based in general, no matter what it is you're doing. Two, the rules of change. The rules just went out the window, not just for marketing, for everything uh, in the last couple of years. And we need to be aware of that, mm-hmm. especially anything concerning data is no longer as powerful as it was because it doesn't work anymore. And three, we've all just proven to ourselves and each other that we can change. Things that were impossible pre-pandemic now suddenly are just the norm. So if you want to change, you've never had a better time in all of human history than right now to do it. And four, innovation happens at the edges. Innovation doesn't happen in the middle where we're comfortable or even where we're stressed out. It happens when we're really uncomfortable or very comfortable.
0: Yeah. So uh, for a second trend, where you say where you said uh, uh, things things are happening for for. Uh, so basically, we didn't had uh, a Y two K bug, but we had a Y twenty twenty bug. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Excellent way of putting it. That
1: there was a lot of talk in the IT industry about the Y two K problem. It didn't turn out to be that bad. We had yeah Y twenty twenty instead, and
0: that was really bad. Yeah. And uh, it changed a lot of things, uh, especially. And one of the other things that you that you are focused on is, is this innovation, indeed, and that uh, that that uh, in, innovation can at ha- the edges, as you said. So, uh, especially with these black swans that are happening, like uh, Corona now. It will be possible. And in your uh, introduction, uh, it's uh, been talked about a level playing field. But is is this really something that we want, a level playing field? Because It depends on who we are, right? Right. We're both white men of
1: a certain age. True. We're lucky enough to be born in rich countries where everything was nice, up to a certain degree. We don't want change, like we might want it personally, but on a structural level, we've got it pretty good. If I was from Nigeria, one of the powerful African economies just crashing ahead full steam that is moving forwards at lightning pace mm. or from the Middle East or from China, I'd like change. So to me personally as Klaus, I was born lucky. I'm the world is my oyster. But I think it would be good with a bit of change.
0: Yeah, I agree. But but uh, what I actually mean, is because I I want change as well. Because at least I want to change marketing. There is a <laughs> lot. There, there is a lot that can be changed for the better. But what I really mean is is a level playing field. Suppose you give every person uh, in the world the same chances. Huh? You give them all the same amount of money. How long, oh, it, that's how long will not, it take? That's not going to happen anyway. But what I mean by leveling the
1: playing field is imagine tomorrow. Tomorrow that every piece of communication internationally stopped being in English and started being in Hindu. Okay. Let's imagine that happened tomorrow. Yeah. Then the whole professional global expert class who speak what we're speaking now, English, how, nobody would understand us, right? Yeah. And suddenly... The people who spoke Hindu, ooh, everyone would understand them. That sort of thinking, that that doesn't level the playing field totally, because now somebody else has the advantage, but it does shake it up a bit. And I think what's important to recognize is that we live in a world where things get shaken up more and more frequently than they did before. Where maybe there was once a big shake-up every 100 years, every 50, every 30 Now there's a big shake-up every five years, every two... I don't even know where this is going, but I think what we need to get used to is being shaken up. And that means we need to be multidisciplinary, we need to be playful, we need to be innovative, we need to think about thinking in different ways, even while we're trying to amass expertise.
0: Yeah. So the team of the Congress is very actual. Uh, embrace uncertainty. It's uh, it's also about finding finding chances basically. That's it. yes, and and by getting used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful
1: skills out there right now is being used to being uncomfortable. Mm. That doesn't make it comfortable because that's different. But getting yeah. used to this, okay, yeah. I've been down this hole. I don't recognize it, but I climbed out of the last ten holes. I'll probably get out of this one as well. Yeah. That's a super useful skill set because there will be holes and maybe they're not Corona shaped. Maybe there's something else we don't even know. Is it AI? Is it war? Is it inflation? Is it famine? Is it? We have no
0: idea. The next thing—it's uh, happening every day. Something new, indeed. Yes. So, and uh, you also can enjoy this. You—you you should try to enjoy this. Or, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get the best out of it.
1: Yeah. Do. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for playfulness in general. Yeah. That if we play a bit more, experiment a bit more,
0: yeah, have a bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm all. Uh, I'm all for that But I can also imagine that the majority of the people will never be in that. In that mindset and are kind of trapped in uh, in what's happening for him politics jobs and so on and so on it's, it's good for us to say like do whatever you want and, and, and ask the right price for it but uh, people who are struggling uh, to, to give their kids uh, something to feed are probably not in this situation I would I would say I agree
1: up until a point because when I say innovation happens at the edges if you look at some of the poor mm-hmm. populations on this planet, some of them are doing crazy innovations. True. Maybe not like Silicon Valley innovations, but they're doing innovation on a crazy scale. And if you look at, for example, big urban centers, Rio de Janeiro, for example, full of people who could use a bit more money, a bit better quality of living, they're innovating on a daily basis like crazy. Mm-hmm. Where those of us who are comfortable, yeah, we try to have tomorrow look like yesterday because yesterday was nice. Yeah. So, So I'd say that some of those... Who are worst off are doing what they can to change it, even though it's uncomfortable. The problem is the ones who are doing sort of okay but still painful. Yeah. If it hurts a little every day, you're not gonna change it. You're gonna you're gonna live with it. Yeah. If it hurts a lot, you're gonna try to do something about
0: it. If it hurts like hell,
1: yeah. you're gonna
0: do everything you can. To change it, to change it. Yeah, it's like living with a chronic uh, back pain or something. Like then yeah. you try
1: to do something different, right? Yeah. And, and it's. I think that in the world of marketing, I had a friend, and sadly he didn't get the buying of his leadership. But he was in charge of a one hundred million euro marketing budget, and he said, "We've had some fat years. We could do whatever we wanted. It was great." Yeah, he was. He was feeling invulnerable. He was at that edge of the spectrum. And then he said he knew they were gonna slash his budget by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It would still be fine, but they were gonna kill off quite a bit of his extra budget. And I said, why don't you go all the way? Why don't you tell them to slash it and then slash it two times more and use that money to make somebody else in the organization invulnerable? And he bought into that idea. He said, I'm gonna go to them. I have a hundred million marketing budget right now. I'm going to go to them and they say it's going to be 70. I'm going to say, give me 30 okay. because that forces me to think. 70 just stresses me out. A hundred allowed me to take chances. Yeah. 30 means I have to. 70 just leaves me in the middle. That's a very but his leadership didn't buy into it. He, they didn't. They did not because <laughs> they they felt he was taking too big a risk. But he sat there and he said, it's crazy, but I see it. I'm going to try it. He could have just hired you for like 50 millions or something. That would have been nice, right?
0: (laughs) I could have suggested he use just uh, five of those 40 that they saved on me, but... uh, uh, but it's very interesting what you said. Innovation, so or you need a crisis, or you need to be invulnerable, That's uh, that's basically the spectrum. That uh, yes. the edges, huh? what what you speak about, and uh, how that you should create it for yourself. And it's, this reminds me of the of the quote. And I'm not sure if you ever read the book because it's been. Ten years ago, Velocity, from uh, Ajaz uh, Azit and uh, Stefano Lander, I think. Uh, they had a, a, a quote in there, which is stick to me as one of my favorite uh, marketing quotes. We don't have any money, so we have to think, which is exactly yes, what you said. exactly. <laughs> which is exactly. So uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Also about, uh, about uh, value ads, about value, like, uh, like your book, eh, was a very, very good illustration of value, so you're not selling it uh, on Amazon, you're selling it personally, and it's cost 500 plus euros. Huh? Uh, so I was gonna ask you for one for free, but I saw you just handed out the last, uh, the last piece. So You know what, <laughs> I will send you the digital copy
1: as a gift and a thank you. And and on that book, for those curious out there, uh, I did a book with a Croatian pricing expert on pricing expert services, and we priced it at five hundred and sixty euros. And of course, people say we're mad.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's. I think it's not
1: a mad strategy. It's a no. And we've sold, we haven't sold many, no. but we've sold books, and you've, we're going to sell more. You've sold experiences. And we've definitely sold experiences. And I think most of all, it's about breaking the shape. Yeah. As Philip says, it's not a book, it's a book-shaped pricing tool.
0: Yeah, yeah. They introduced me to you by the story, so I knew it, so I didn't uh, I didn't play along with the game. But they said to me, uh, uh, Klaus' uh, theory is, you're not paying for the book, you're paying for what's in there, of course. for the knowledge. But isn't knowledge uh, today, isn't that uh, in abundance? Isn't there knowledge everywhere? So so probably the things you're writing, you can find them in another version as well. Yes. So, so what makes a difference then? Here, because this is not
1: just knowledge, it's a very good point that knowledge is abundant, but this is knowledge wrapped into usability yeah. in a convincing way. Yeah. And knowledge is everywhere. Everywhere. You can yeah. find more or less anything you want to know. Somebody's True. written about it or blogged about it or podcast about it, but wrapped into convincing format, yeah. it's not always there. And wrapped into a useful way of, of using it, that's not always there. Yeah. And we sincerely believe that with the book, we have the knowledge that others also have, but we've wrapped it in a way so people should be able to walk away with that book if they leaf through it and read some of it some of the tips they should walk away and it should make them a lot more than that 560 euros
0: yeah I think the price tag is part of, of of this format of this experience because it gives you like a, a mandate to do something with it. That you must do something with it. If you pay so much for a book, it's... It you must do something, right? It You're committed to using body.
1: it. And it's. It's. I sometimes get asked by people because my website says I charge a 1,000 euros an hour, which I I've do. I've seen that, yeah. And that's a lot of money. You're go- not
0: gonna charge me for this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Interviews double. No, no, no. No, but what it is is that it means I never get asked to do boring things because who would hire somebody at 1,000 euros an hour yeah. to do something boring? It's not that I couldn't clean a toilet. I've I cleaned plenty of toilets. I do that when we run our own events. I sometimes do that. But when I'm working for somebody else, the high price tag means they're never gonna hire me unless they want something they couldn't get cheaper because then they would choose that. So they hire me to do stuff that they don't know what it is. I usually get hired by people who say, we want something, but we don't know what that something looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets interesting. Yeah. where if you just get hired as a pair of hands, like you're a podcast host, if I come in and I tell you I'd like you to ask me these questions and provide this conversation, then I'm, not then interesting. I'm not, no, not, not interested, right? Where I come in and you you pull out your expertise. And I can't just change that. I can't just swap you with some other host because then it's going to be completely different. And likewise, you can't swap me with somebody else. You could, of course, but then it's going to be a different conversation.
0: True. But let's be clear. This is not my day job. This is the first time I'm doing this. It it, it
1: doesn't (laughs) matter, right? But I understand. Yeah, It means that also for both of us, right now, I'm not Klaus. I'm just a guest. So I could be swapped, right? It would be different, but you could swap me for anyone because you don't need me. You just need a guest. Yeah. Just like if, since you're new, they're not having this radio host, the voice that amazed millions, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're just a host. So right now none of us are in an expert position, which means that if we go out and try to charge even 50 euros for this, people are just going to laugh at us. Okay. So none of us are getting paid for this right now. Right? No. Yeah. True. So we should do stuff where we're experts. And when or, that's paid, that we, we can enjoy. do the fun stuff. Or things that we enjoy exactly. because I enjoy this. Uh... And so do I, but we can only do that because of abundance. We can only Absolutely. do that because we have the time. Because and we don't need to. Because we don't need, we don't need to spend 100% of our time working to pay the bills. Which means we can do weird stuff like fool around on a podcast and have fun. But we couldn't do that unless we had enough money resources time from our regular jobs, that we have the time for this.
0: Yeah. And I love getting to do stuff like this. Well, uh, it's all makeable, eh? You can yeah. make your own life and uh, give it a direction. You like, can try, at least, right? You can try it. Maybe one last thing, huh? So you basically thanked Dan, huh? So uh, So one of the guys who helps organize this conference, you put him on stage, said, you give. let's give him the applause he deserves. Uh, and I think it was beautiful. At the same time, I was wondering, is this something that Don really enjoys? I don't know, to be honest. I
1: hope he does. I know that Dan, Dan, the social construct, Dan, the the human mind, may have liked it, may have not, because that's Dan. Yeah. I know that Dan, the biological being, likes it a lot. He likes it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's Dan biology. Yeah. And maybe Dan will come over to me tomorrow and say, Klaus, that thing you did where you put me on stage, <laughs> never do it again. I have a knife
0: and I'm ready to use it. I hope he doesn't, but he might. But that's how it is every time you surprise somebody. But I think it's very good to do it because, as you said, you give something to the audience by thanking somebody, it's just thanking an economy thing. Eh? By thanking some somebody, you, you feel good by yourselves and I did feel good by myself. I was just wondering, like there is also this uh, differentiation not everybody is, is built to be on stage
1: I sure would say. and not everybody enjoys it and, and as with many things there's a thin line between surprise and being gentle and kind and doing stuff that's stupid yeah. if if i got five times out of five got the reaction that people came up and said never do that again then i'd probably not do that
0: well i'm Exaggerating a little bit because even if he didn't like it, he took it as a man, and, <laughs> and it's uh, it's all fine. Eh? So it's uh, it's not it's not something bad, or uh, but uh, it's it's just for me this. Uh, but it's worth being aware yeah, of. Yeah, I agree. It's a, this classification. Like, what, what's what's my goal in this world? What what do what do I like? And, uh, and this is also something uh, that made me think when I saw this. Like, it's. I think it's also very, very important to, to, to understand for yourself what, what makes you happy basically what, uh, or, or, or uh, where your challenge lies or, or what you want to do and then uh, uh, is probably somebody who wants you to, to be a king on stage and uh, not be the king himself, himself or something. But anyway, it's an it's a interesting shared experience that we had with, uh, with the full audience. As was your full talk, you didn't have any slides, which I always like. The only problem was the four trends. I had uh, <laughs> some difficulty to. Would have been nice to have them on. Oh, yeah. Well, not even you mentioned them here here now, so so people will be able to find them afterwards. So, thank you very uh, very much, Klaus. I hope you enjoy Belgium and. Uh... Sorry, this uh, interview is in English, but my Danish is a little bit rusty. So better than my uh, Flemish or my Dutch
1: or my French. Right?
0: The languages are, are resemble a little bit, you know. It, it we
1: get around with reading some of it. It makes it easier yeah, to get yeah. around, but talking it. Ik wil drinken Ah, see, see, but that's. Fake Danish, not Belgium. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: thank you very much. A pleasure. Enjoy uh, your stay. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. Did you enjoy this episode? Leave your opinion on LinkedIn with the hashtag #BomMarketingCongress Marketing Congress, and let's continue the discussion. Stay up to date with other BOM news through marketing.be, and keep December 7th and 8th, 2023 open in your calendar for the 42nd edition of the Pam Marketing Congress. See you there.